Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Lisa Mayer. She's an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and co-founder and CEO of Boss Beauties, a media and entertainment brand with roots in digital collectibles that inspires women and girls to be everything they want to be through impact programs, content, and consumer products. We're going to talk about her recently released book, Boss Beauty, Inspiration to Be Everything You Want. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. So the book, obviously we do video snippets, but most people are listening to this. So describe the book because it's obviously a very visual book, more so than a lot of books. So describe the book. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll show it on screen a little bit because I know you do some clips and so you can see it as well. So Boss Beauty, Inspiration to Be Everything You Want, it officially launches on March 12th, just in time for Women's History Month. We thought, you know, if we're going to have the book launch at a special time, make it happen in Women's History Month, which is exciting. But the the book features inspiration, advice, real world wisdom and you know quotes and inspiration from incredible boss beauties that I've met along the way just many different role models from a lot of different industries so we have Olympian Allison Felix who has some inspiration and a quote in the book we have one of our board members Randy Zuckerberg so she's featured in the book we have a NASCAR race car driver Julia Landor who I attended actually one of her races a little over a year ago. And to be a female NASCAR race driver um, in that industry, it's very competitive. Um, So we wanted to feature her. But basically, the book features a lot of wisdom and advice from incredible women role models in all different industries. The book also features the artwork from our Boss Beauties digital collectible collection, So we have 10,000 unique portraits, our boss beauties. And the book artwork is really bold and vibrant and bright. And so the book actually can live on coffee tables, desks, bookshelves, you name it, schools and boardrooms of women and girls of all ages. And I hope that it really inspires them when they're going into a big meeting or maybe a big pitch or, you know, something that they're a little nervous for, we want that book to be like it's cheering them on during those situations. What about us guys? Don't you think some men should actually acquire this book as well? A hundred percent. I do. Yeah. (laughs) And we have a lot of people in the Boss Beauties community that have gotten the book for their daughters or maybe Mm -hmm. a woman they mentor someone that they work with. So a hundred percent, you know, we're building a community of women and men all over the world. It's probably self-evident somewhat, but I always like to ask a lot of authors, you know, what would be like a perfect accomplishment for this book? Like, what do you want it to actually help bring to the world or do? Yeah. You know, for me, the book is something where it's really special to me that this book is getting our digital collectibles you know, artwork that started in the digital realm out there into the world in a physical format. So I love that our digital collectibles will now live in this book and can be in bookstores, on desks, all over, you know, where women and girls can pick it up physically. 
So just the fact that we're getting this book out there is really special and meaningful to me. But, you know, I my dream is to get this book out there to millions of women and girls all over the world. I dream really big, you know, you never know <laughs> if you put that dream out there. But I'd love it to be in schools, in businesses, colleges, you know, all over the world and really to reach millions of women and girls. But the stories that I hear even about boss beauties reaching various girls in the community, it's always really special. So even when we reach one woman or girl or motivate them, you know, I love hearing those stories too. So of course, any way we can make an impact at a grassroots level too, that's really meaningful. Just need to get it in the hands of Taylor Swift at this point. I think that's that, that's how you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. That's a good point. They called they called it the Taylor Swift effect. I think right. The, <laughs> yes, it's the new Oprah effect. You've mentioned digital collectibles a few times. I know what they are, but maybe some people in the audience don't really understand what that concept is. So maybe talk a little bit about what that actually is, and of course, then how and why it's featured in the book. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So Boss Beauties, the way our company originally started, and right now we're really building a media and entertainment brand. So we're, we've branched out of where our roots were in Web3. Anyone who's listening that's not familiar, Boss Beauties initially started in the fall of 2021. And we, my son was about three months old. I'm going to share a little of the story too. That's perfect. So my son was about three months old. It was not actually the most ideal time at that moment to start a new company, launch a new venture. But I had followed John. I'm sure you saw, you know, it's super interesting to follow what was happening in the Web3 space with NFTs. We're now calling them digital collectibles. But just seeing the rise of digital assets with digital artwork I mean, people were really buying digital assets. And so at that time, we launched Boss Beauties. We launched 10,000 digital collectibles, again, at that time known as NFTs. And we sold them and we built this global community. And what that really means is that people were able to acquire a digital asset I mean, we all understand when we go to the store or buy something on Amazon, maybe, or buy, go, you know, to buy new clothing, or maybe we buy a new phone, right? Or we all understand and really grasp what it means to buy and purchase a physical product that we can hold in our hand. That's not something that any of us need explaining, right? But Mm -hmm. digital assets, that has been something that's been growing over the last few years. And so consumers started to buy digital assets in the form of digital collectibles. And it's really interesting because you can actually track who owns a particular digital asset on the blockchain. So if you're looking and if you're listening and you don't see this, I'm showing it to John, but I'm showing him one NFT, if we can actually see who owns these particular boss beauties, because there's a certificate of ownership, which is really cool. How did you go about 
selecting, you mentioned some of the people that we're going to meet in the book. Did you have a criteria or a process or did you just want a lot of diversity in, you know, in who was represented or what kind of, did you have a process? Because there's obviously, you know, a fair number in the book. Yeah. You know, I started, the way I first started is thinking about some of the real life boss beauties in my own life, people that mentored me and just people that I really looked up to. So I had been reading a lot about Alison Felix, who's actually the most, Alison holds the most medals of any track and field that is you know, competed in the Olympics, I believe of all time. I'd have, I have to look up that stat, but Allison really inspired me with her journey. And, you know, Allison in particular, she actually had to hide her pregnancy while she was competing and training for the Olympics. And I just thought there's a lot to her story that was really inspiring and how she's spoken out for athletes that are also moms. I mean, anyone who's listening, you can look up Allison, but just read her story it's really inspiring. But that's just one example. I really wanted to feature real life boss beauties and different role models that have a story to tell and that inspire me personally. And a lot of different careers too. I wanted this book to inspire women and girls from all different industries and careers, right? So even if you don't want to be a NASCAR race car driver or be an Olympic athlete, you can still learn a lot from the stories of the women that are featured as well. It's my pleasure to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast, our friends at Active Campaign. Active Campaign helps small teams power big businesses with a must-have platform for intelligent marketing automation. We've been using Active Campaign for years here at Duct Tape Marketing to power our subscription forms, email newsletters, and sales funnel drip campaigns. Active Campaign is that rare platform that's affordable, easy to use, and capable of handling even the most complex marketing automation needs. And they make it easy to switch. They provide every new customer with one-on-one -on -one personal training and free migrations from your current marketing automation or email marketing provider. You can try Active Campaign for free for 14 days, and there's no credit card required. Just visit Active campaign.com slash duct tape. That's right. Duct tape marketing podcast listeners who sign up via that link will also receive 15% off an annual plan if purchased by March 31st, 2024. That's activecampaign.com slash duct tape. Now this offer is limited to new active campaign customers only. So what are you waiting for? Fuel your growth, boost revenue, and save precious time by upgrading to active campaign today. You have mentioned mentorship, you know, a number of times. I know I, I'm guessing you're a big fan of the uh, practice. Do you believe that's an essential kind of development, you know, tool for, I mean, for anyone, obviously you're talking about women and girls, but really, do you feel like me mentorship is something everybody ought to pursue really from both being yeah. mentee and mentored? A hundred percent. Yeah. I think, and mentorship is something that's really helped me in my own career and, you know, per, just reaching out to different role models and asking them, you know, their advice and, and asking them for their feedback and really getting into those rooms where I could meet with mentors that have been further along in my own journey. But I think one of the things I would mention in addition to mentorship is actually just getting access to mm. people in these professions, right? 
So let me give you an example. Our company, Boss Beauties, recently hosted an internship. Um, it was a paid internship for five students that are studying computer science. And it's actually called the Sprinternship. It's like a sprint internship. Right. <laughs> um, we hosted it in partnership with this nonprofit, Breakthrough Tech, which has an incredible mission. But in that internship, what we tried to do is set up ways for those students to get access to people from all different industries and careers. One of our investors, he actually was on the founding team at Macintosh, you know, founding Macintosh team. He was a longtime advisor to Steve Jobs, you know, building iTunes and a lot of the, the technologies that Apple launched. So that's just one example. But we set up those interns to have a mentorship chat or conversation with that investor of ours, James Higa, who's just a phenomenal role model. And we like those types of things to be set up in a lot of the things we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're then getting access to incredible people from different industries, getting to learn from them, even just getting to meet them and ask them questions or spend time with them. We've brought students down to the New York Stock Exchange to meet women in the finance industry. And sometimes not just the mentorship side, but getting to go into those buildings and see themselves in the right. New York Stock Exchange or in Apple or in these boardrooms and the companies that they want to work at. We also think that goes a long way as well as paying them you know, paid internships, opportunities like that, that also compensate them for their work and their talents. Are there, did you find that of the women represented in the book, did you find that there are common traits, common characteristics, you know, grit, overcoming adversity? Are there a handful that, that show up a lot? I love this question because I would absolutely say that's true, John. You know, yeah. you know, what's really interesting is that some of the women featured in this book, their actual careers their expertise is very different, like their yeah. technical expertise, right? Right, right. Allison Felix is this Olympia, Olympic athlete that clearly can run a lot faster than I can, right? And then you have someone like Julia, who is this competitive, you know, NASCAR race drive, race car driver. Her skill sets are very different than Allison's. And then you look at some of the others that are in the book. There's Olympic softball player. They're our CEOs, women in technology. But there is a common thread of what I've observed in all of these boss beauties and women. And I 100% agree and go into your question and saying, I would say that grit and resilience, those are like the two things that I notice that's common in everybody in this book. And just the fact that they don't give up right? And they might have different technical skill sets and different knowledge and things they're actually doing in their industry, but they all have those common traits of be, having that resilience and not giving up yeah. and continuing to keep going. Yeah. I mean, I think you could mark those as just success traits in general for, you know, people who, yep. you know, overcome because you start a business, you're going to, you know, you have to have a lot of grit. You're going to have a lot of resistance. You got to get up again. People 
tend to everyone starts in a different place. Some people have great advantages, you know, to, you know, be able to get to where they are. Some people really have to overcome things that are, you know, unimaginable and sometimes in some cases. So do you ever coach people on like strategies in, in particular women, because unfortunately, as you've noted, you know, women, you know, have to in business, even still today in 2024, still have to overcome a lot of things that men don't. Do you, you know, do you ever give any advice or strategies for you know, how to overcome those types of challenges as women, particularly in the business arena? Yeah, I do actually. And I, I've talked a lot to different women that are entrepreneurs and founding companies specifically, but not just for entrepreneurs. I think one of the things that I've coached them on is showing up with confidence. So I learned a lot about confidence early on in my entrepreneurial journey, because as an entrepreneur, you're not going into a big meeting with an established company name behind you. You're not going into that pitch with saying, I work with Apple or I work with Disney or, you know, Barbie or whatever the brand is. As an entrepreneur, you're going in without that recognizable name that's an established brand or corporation that someone already knows. And so a lot of it is the confidence that you have and the conviction right. that you have in your ideas and in yourself. So that is one of the things that I've coached other entrepreneurs on, as well as other women in business, right? And I think that's a big part, of course, knowing you're having the expertise. There's a lot of like technical expertise and knowledge about finance and business that comes into play. Clearly, with, you can't just be confident, right? right. <laughs> you need to back it up. Um, but I would say that's one of the things that I've coached women that I've mentored on along the way. Would you say you have a superpower? That's a great question. I have to think about that. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think all of us have a superpower, right, John? That's where I was headed. Because a lot of when I heard you talk about, like, you have to have that confidence. Well, a lot of that confidence comes from knowing your unique ability or your unique strength yeah. that you bring. And so a lot of people do characterize that as a superpower. So that's where I was headed with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know what one of my superpowers is goes back to that last question because one of my superpowers is being able to envision something that's not happening today. And maybe it seems almost impossible that you could achieve it at the stage you're at right now, right? But I do really put those things on my vision board. Like a few years ago, I put it on my vision board that Boss Beauties, which was a brand new company, would partner with Mattel and Barbie. And clearly <laughs> Barbie was a much larger company. Mattel is a much larger company than Boss Beauties was. But I wrote that down and a lot of people said I was a little crazy. <laughs> I write down some of these big dreams and goals. And then I don't, you know, see it as impossible. I truly feel like nothing's impossible if you really keep going and don't give up and find the right way to achieve those dreams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's improbable if you don't at least start with that thought, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... 
Tell people where, well, one of the questions I probably should have asked you in the very beginning, you know, was this even just this idea of boss beauty? Like, what is a boss beauty? Like, how do you define that? How does somebody, you know, become their own boss beauty? Let's, is there a, is there a, you know, a, is there a true definition or is that up to me to define? So two answers. I'll share with you how we've defined boss beauty in our book, but I don't want it to stop there. I really want people to form their own definition of what that means to them, right? So I'm going to show you the book. Here's one Mm -hmm. of the pages, some of the artwork, definition of a boss beauty. And again, this is just how we've defined it, but we said boss beauty is a woman who is in fearless pursuit of her dreams, one who is kind. I added the kind. I thought that was important. Kind, confident, bold, brave, has grit, and never gives up. She is pursuing her many passions and knows her worth. So that's how we've defined it. But again, I want it to feel personal to anybody, right? What do you believe being a boss beauty means to you. Yeah. yeah. So it's really rather than a definition, it's more of an attitude probably, right? <laughs> Would be a way to look That's at it. That's a great Yeah. I'm going to start using that. I'll credit you though, John. Don't worry. That's quite all right. <laughs> so, so Lisa, I appreciate you taking a moment to stop by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. You want to invite people where they can find uh, the book and maybe connect with, with you and learn more about your work. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find Boss Beauties online at Boss Beauties. And then from the Boss Beauties website, you'll find links to pre-order the book. You can find us on social. Our handle is Boss Beauties. And then my handle is Lisa Mayer. And then finally, I want to share one really cool thing that I'm passionate about and excited about for the book is that we are going to be hosting different book chats. We're calling them book Boss Beauties book chats bashes, the Boss Beauty's book party, but we're bringing together different women in business, different industries where they can bring their daughters, they could bring women and girls they mentor, or maybe, yeah, a mentee at their company, you know, bring together and gather the Boss Beauties in their world. So we're going to be setting these up virtually and even in person. So if anyone who's listening is interested or wants to be a part of what we're building here, would love for you to reach out. There will be parts of our website where you can sign up to get involved as well. Right. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you taking a moment to stop by the podcast and hopefully we'll run into you one of these days out there on the road.